1: I thought the fourth estate was time.
0: That's the fourth dimension. I thought the fourth estate was Georgia. With Granny and Bischoff. No, not state. A state. You thought I was saying we're the state of Georgia?
1: The United States women's national team, soccer, they beat the Netherlands on penalties to advance to the semifinals in the Olympics This morning, a 2-2 tie through 90 minutes and extra time. They won 4-2 on penalties. Alyssa Nair, the goalkeeper for the U.S., she saved a penalty in the 80th minute of regulation to keep it tied at two, and she saved two of the four penalties that the Netherlands took. So they're on to the semis to play Canada. Uh, The United States has not played very well in this tournament. They got absolutely crushed by Sweden. They did play really well in Game 2 against New Zealand, but New Zealand's not that good. They were fine against Australia, and even though they advanced today, they didn't look that inspiring today against the Netherlands.
2: Couple pauses by the Dutch and the PKs that allowed her to read the play—that wasn't good. Like the the third one was really bad. I was like, I can stop that. She stopped, and you knew which way she was going. So, but you advance and you go on. So, where
1: you'll know what's the? I assume Sweden's in the other semi. Uh, they play Canada. The other semifinal is Sweden Australia. So, oh. actually, the U.S., so three of the four teams from the U.S.'s group are in
2: the semifinals. Okay. Um, but, uh, does Canada, Canada be the only one they haven't seen?
1: Uh, Yes, correct. Yeah, so, and Canada's pretty good. A uh, solid team. U.S. Mm-hmm. should still beat them, but, again, the U.S. hasn't looked very good. And I will give you this one stat on the Netherlands. Their last three major tournaments, the European Championships, the World Cup, and now the Olympics. The Netherlands is 13-1-2. All to the U.S.? both losses to the United States. They missed a penalty right during the match it would have yeah. ended it. 80th minute uh, tied 2-2 missed a penalty. Wow. Yeah. They are The <sighs> Netherlands Netherlands is very good and the the crazy part about them missing not only just a penalty in, They missed three total Yeah, in regulation but missing one in penalties too. They're so good because they've pro- outside of the United States, they've probably got the best attacking players in the world. Like their forwards and attacking midfielders yeah. are the reason they're really good. They missed three and one they made hit the post. Yeah. And like, so Vivian Miedema, who scored both goals for the Netherlands today, I believe she scored 10 goals in their four games. Now, granted, they played Zambia and China in two of those who aren't very good, but she's, she's well, the best goal scorer in the world. She missed one of the penalties. Then let's fi- fire the manager, because I don't think she
2: took the one in the 80th minute. She did not. So, okay, did not. well, that guy needs to be yes. fired immediately.
1: She did not. But she also <laughs> missed one in Yeah, she missed one penalties. In, in, in penalties. But yeah, but the, ne- the Netherlands is very good. Like Beating them in penalties is not a bad thing for the U.S. The Netherlands is a very good team. But yeah, the okay. U- I still don't think the U.S. played very this well. This is
2: much easier, obviously, because they only have two matches left. Although Sweden kind of uh, ran them out. Um, do you still believe... Who has a better chance? I know which one you're going to say, but who has a better chance to win the gold? Men's basketball or women's soccer? I still say it's
1: women's it's soccer. It's women's soccer. Yeah, they're, because they're, they're just... better than Canada, Sweden. Even though they, even though they had beaten Sweden or they they were like on like a six match unbeaten streak against Sweden until the first game of the Olympics and lost three nothing. Sweden's tough. Like that's been a team that's given them problems, even when they've beaten them. Sweden's been. But men too has too many games left? But yeah, the, they're and, too many games left. And again, we have not seen this men's basketball team do anything. They beat Spain, who looks old and not that great in pool play. Lost to France and and Argentina. Was it Iran? Yeah, they beat Iran by 100. (laughs) And now they're playing someone they're going to beat by 100. Yeah, like we have not seen this U.S. men's basketball team actually do something that's that impressive that makes you think they'll be able to win three straight elimination games to win the gold. The U.S. women's soccer team, they, they haven't played well in the Olympics, but they came well, into the that, Olympics they on they a 4 like straight. Straight. They have the best team in the world. Right. So, like, we have seen this U.S. women's team play really well and beat all the teams they have to beat. We haven't seen that from this U.S. men's basketball no. team. This collection of players has really not done anything impressive. So...
2: We have seen some nice results by the Las Vegas Aces. Yes, gold One has medals. a
1: gold, and Asia Wilson keeps getting double-doubles. Jackie Young, don't forget oh, about Jackie right, Young. Oh, that's
2: right, Jackie Young, two gold. That's you, right, that's you, right.
1: You pulled a Carolyn Goodman. Carolyn Goodman tweeted out, congratulations to Kelsey Plum on winning a gold medal in 3x3, three three, and didn't include Jackie Young. Oh, in the tweet. Not good. <laughs> really? Yes. I saw her tweet. She tweeted congratulations because there was another Las Vegan who I can't remember. I saw her tweet. Who won a medal. And she tweeted out congratulations to that girl and Kelsey Plum and did not include Jackie Young. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I mean, I'm not saying I. I mean, obviously,
2: you want Jackie to be honored as well. But just the fact it came from Goodman. I, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny.
1: Oh, you know, I can't okay. tell you that. What a great 12 hours of U.S. soccer because the United States men's national team is headed to the Gold Cup final. They beat Qatar 1-0. Jossie Zardes scored in the 85th minute. Qatar missed a penalty, How about by all the these way. penalties getting missed? Yeah, they missed one. And they that, that one wasn't saved. They put it over the bar. Oh. Gold Cup final, Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. The U.S. will play Mexico because Mexico beat Canada yesterday with a 99th-minute goal when there was seven minutes of stoppage time. Oh. You're happy, though. You're no! I, okay. You wanted U.S. Mexico. No, you absolutely didn't? absolutely not. I, want I thought the you US... said you wouldn't go unless it was U.S. Mexico. No, I wouldn't go unless the U.S. was in it. Oh. you! I absolutely do not want Mexico to ever win a soccer game. Is I there any chance both, the both
2: matches were paid off by the officials because the, the Gold Cup people at Legion Stadium <laughs> said, you better get U.S. Mexico here, man, because
1: we're going to go from 60,000 to like 12,000. Imagine it been Canada. Oh, it would
2: be like 10,000 people. You couldn't even <laughs> qualify it as, hey, fans are back at Allegiant Stadium. I
1: actually might have gone to... Canada. Well, you Qatar. could have moved out and <laughs> just, had the best seat in the place just to see what it looked like. But yes, we will get Mexico, U.S. I here was my if the U.S. had lost at any point and not made the final, then I would have wanted Mexico to make it because I would need to sell my ticket. And you could have, and I would have made yes, we would, have made you would have made some money, money off of it. But if since the U.S. was in it, I would have much rather played Canada because I do not want anything good to happen to Mexican soccer.
2: Uh. Guess I, I don't know if I should say this, but in our world, and our jobs, to credential for this thing uh, has been, shall we say, inconsistent. Apparently, they had to wait till the semis ended last night. We supposedly are sending like three or four people. This. It's 50-50 if they get in at this point. I mean, there's like <laughs> no one knows credentials. I just said, hey, you should show up. Maybe say, if you say you're from the newspaper, they'll just let you in. It's it's kind of a mess. Maybe it'll get better over the next few days, but uh, it will be interesting on the coverage because I do think the atmosphere,
1: and you'll be there, would be great to cover. The oh, atmosphere would be wonderful. It's going to be an unbelievable be atmosphere. Yeah. Unbelievable atmosphere. Yeah. It's going to be 75% Mexican fans, mm-hmm. even yes. though the game's in the United States. It's going to be an be great. incredible it's game to You be and Cassie Soto. It's going to
3: be great. He's going to get to watch 20 minutes of the Gold Cup before they have to pull the players off the field and cancel the game.
1: Hey, they started that last night. They did it again against Canada. That's why the reason Mexico was able to score in the 99th minute, even though there were seven minutes of stoppage time, is because they stopped the game for two minutes, because the Mexican fans did their offensive oh, chant Oh, they're chanting so again? So they stopped the game for so, two minutes, and that's why the ref let them keep playing past 97. So there's no chance this doesn't happen on seven. Oh, it this happens, happens every game. It happens yeah. every it single
2: matter. game. It will play. happen,
1: which they yeah. will then stop. They'll stop the game once. It, Do they take players off the field? If it happens a second time, they're supposed mm-hmm. to take the players off the field for 10 minutes, bring them back out. And if it happens a third time, they're supposed to stop the game and it gets replayed the next day.
3: Yep. There's
2: going to be
1: a riot. They have you never. You can't do that. You're leaving town. I know. You're like, wait well, a minute. No, no. The second day gets played behind closed doors. Is that. Oh, that's, okay. That's that makes sense. You can't keep letting these
2: people right. in if they're going to keep chanting
1: it. So, but they've done it in every game they've played this year. They've never gotten to step two. Step one happens. They stop the game. They say, hey, stop doing that. And it stops. I mean, granted, the last time they played the U.S. in Denver. They were throwing crap on the field instead of yelling a homophobic slur. So it's not like they behaved well. They just stopped the homophobic slur. Man, but it's it's absolutely you imagine if they came back Monday in a legion and empty legion <laughs> <laughs> so that'd be stadium. Weird.
3: <laughs> be great. I mean, to be wow. funny, Sorry. it'd just be weird. Um, I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Oakland Mayor Libby Schaaf says they will resume talks with the Oakland A's. She told uh, ABC 7. I am excited that we are going to resume our talks with the A's. The lawyers are starting to draft a final agreement. And here's my question. That final agreement, is an agreement with the Oakland A's or is it an agreement with the Oakland City Council? Because we have not heard the A's chime in on this. And based on the way these conversations have gone, it sounds like Libby Schaff might be talking about just an agreement that the Oakland City Council is okay and the a's might still be over here saying no thank
2: you yeah i don't uh after watching that city council meeting i don't know and on the no votes uh just remembering who voted no um i'm not sure how much you're going to change their minds and if you start adding stuff you might lose the vote there. I'm mean, like, those the people who voted, no, I'm like, they're not. Like, the, the one woman saying, I, why are we even on this call? Yeah, like they, they, we're, They're not dealing with this. What are we doing here? So I don't, if you add stuff, I don't see her coming back to the fold. <laughs> and then the one guy who still wants it at the Coliseum is like, Jimmy, it's not happening. He, he <laughs> desperately wants that thing at the Coliseum. I forget his name, but I'm like, I don't think you're changing this guy's name either. So now if you come back to them say, it's not only that, but we're going to relent on three other topics. To me, you are endangering... One of the kind of, like, yeses but on the fence saying this is too much. But I do think you're right in that she's talking about the
1: council. Because here's the thing. If she's talking about the A's, if she's saying we're close to an agreement with the A's, then the A's are staying in Oakland. And this is over Well, she's talking about the A's. She's already checked with city council, right? I mean, she's not going to do this without them saying, yeah, we're going to pass it. Yeah, this is over. They're staying in Oakland. But, again, she wasn't very clear on it. And there wasn't a follow-up to say, hey, who's lawyers? But – yeah, if, if I assume she's only talking about the city council side of this and not the we, A's, but she could be, and maybe it's almost a done deal that they're staying.
2: we got to reach out to Kabul and get him on his uh, hotel room in Portland right now. And, uh, he say, said, I Listen. think he's on vacation. I saw a tweet that said he was going on vacation, just like taking a week off. <laughs> what if that guy goes on vacation and he does two Instagram posts, one from Nashville and one from Portland?
1: <laughs> I just want to see different cities in this country that I haven't been to yet. <laughs> The guy's been to Vegas four times in two months, and he went on vacation. Next question. Oh, boy. Are you ready for this one, Ed? The Columbus Blue Jackets signed Gavin Bayreuther. The reason this is on the show today is because Gavin Bayreuther was the selection by the Seattle Kraken in the expansion draft from Columbus. So Columbus took an unrestricted free agent From the Blue Jackets, who nobody has ever heard of, and then failed to sign him, allowing him to re-sign with the Columbus Blue Jackets. To which I ask you, the same thing I did a week and a half ago, what in the hell are the Seattle Kraken doing? They couldn't sign Big Gab because they signed the goalie. He took too much of their money. They took a guy from the Blue Jackets that they had no intention of signing, and they didn't get a single pick from the Blue Jackets? Arpin, who tweeted it, says, The fact it had no side deal baffles me to the What day. the hell is that? How does Ron Francis still have a job? How does he still have a job? They had uh, Max Domi was probably the best available player. And sure, he makes like $5 million in the crack, and we're like, we're not taking anybody that makes more than a dollar. But... Take the best player if you're just not going to sign. Like, what the hell is that? He just blew out your mic. I didn't talk. It to, deserves
2: it. I didn't talk to you uh, since then. But who who were you more surprised at? Seattle gave Grubar that much, or it was just a money grab and he said, you know what, I'm just gonna take the money. I am mean, at a point in my career where I'll just take the most money, obviously I'm not gonna win a cup yeah. with that.
1: I mean, based on what I Grubauer think it's more said. the money grab and said, I'll just take yeah. the money. And based on what even Colorado said, they were like, we couldn't get to the number he wanted, so
2: And I and I gotta be honest with you, I didn't think it was an outrageous number. It was five point nine, which is He was a Vezina finalist, yeah. and you're really good, and that's a really important position.
1: Like I was like they couldn't get to under six for that guy? Yeah, like, I was stunned at that. And I, I, I am fascinated, like, what Colorado was offering. Because, like, if Colorado was offering 5.2 or something, you would think Grubauer would take that yes. over 5.9 in To Seattle. stay with a team that could win the cup over right. an expansion team that's not going to be any good. Which makes me think, was Colorado offering, like, three and a half? That's, that's yeah. I mean, it, you know, it never came out what they were offering. Yeah, but you'd have to think if it was I, close, he's... Yeah. Sticking around. I mean, I know
2: they played paid McCarr. I don't know when McKinnon's up. They have big, big ticket yeah. items. But when you're that close, and he's a Vesna finalist, and his number's under six, like, I
1: was shocked. I'm like, what did they offer this guy? Yeah. All right. Here we go. We are going to give away tickets to go see the Rolling Stones when they come to Allegiant Stadium this fall. Uh, Jared, how do we want to do this? We're going to take four callers right now. Five. Right? Five, five, five callers right now. Yep. Okay, we're going to take five callers right now, and then we're going. Do we want to tell them the game now or come back with the game? I'm going.
3: Well, okay, because it's going. Otherwise, it's just going to be weird. Uh, all right. Basically, we're going to do a trivia contest because Tyler knows nothing, and based on you calling, we will get, assign you a number between zero and four. And if Tyler gets anything correct between those two numbers, I'm going to ask him seven questions.
1: <laughs> you will win the ticket. Odds on zero. No, okay. call
2: now, call fast, call quick, and be zero.
1: So the phone number is <laughs> 702-364-1100. Oh, they're lighting up. They're you got a chance up. to win tickets to go see the Rolling Stones when they come to Allegiant Tickets go on sale today, by the way, but you can run right now. 702-364-1100 for tickets to go see Rolling Stones.
0: With the second pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the Houston Rockets select Jalen Green from Merced, California. Yes, sir! And the NBA yes, G. Yeah! I'm
1: very excited about
3: This is going to be super embarrassing. One of these is multiple choice.
1: Oh, I might get that one. So here is what we're doing. We are giving away tickets to go see the Rolling Stones in Vegas. We have five people currently on hold. One of them is going to win. The way this is going to work is Jared is going to ask me trivia questions about the Rolling Stones. Each person on hold has a number assigned to them. However many I get correct, whoever has that number, will win the tickets. But the key here is I know nothing about the Rolling Stones
2: in well, pop culture. the Westgate just moved the guy zero to minus 900. So like, <laughs> if you're online, no, there's a zero. multiple
1: choice. There's, got oh, there's a, a multiple choice. He's got a 25% chance of getting one Sometimes
2: right. Jared's really nice in these situations where even if you don't get it with the Rolling Stones,
3: like Tyler, come on.
2: I how, mean, many,
1: how many are you asking me?
3: I'm asking you seven. I think
2: and I'm going to get
1: one. I think I'm going to get one. All right. Well, uh, I think he gets the caller. On, the caller
3: on line two is uh, got his fingers crossed, yeah, I think or bare fingers crossed. All right, and it can't be. Are they old? <laughs> it can't be that easy. No, these are no. These are these are painfully easy questions. Oh uh, wow! All right. Who is the 77-year-old guitarist for the Rolling Stones, and who Johnny Depp has said? is who he modeled his performance as Captain Jack Sparrow after in Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: I know one member. I know he's not a guitarist. So, no. But I'm going to answer this for every question about who is who. Mick Jagger. <laughs> 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 I, I don't have any oh, yeah. idea. All right. All right. What's the answer?
2: It's Keith Richards. Keith Richards. Okay. They're both 77. Okay. I hope that was, I, by the way, I hope that wasn't a question. How old are these guys? <laughs>
3: 1983's The Big Chill featured this Rolling Stones song from the funeral scene, proving that sometimes you find that you get what you need. Name the song.
1: Wait. Sometimes you find what you're looking for? Oh, dear God.
3: You can't always get what you want. <laughs> I... <laughs> The Rolling Stones had their first number one hit in America with I Can't Get No Satisfaction. In which of these years did that occur? 1955,
1: 1965, 1975, or 1985? They are in
2: their 70s? Yeah. It's... I I know which way he's going to go, and he's probably going to get this right. That one. All right. I know which way he's going to go. He you he should get this one. 1975. Oh,
3: 1965. 65. No, 65. What is the iconic logo for the Rolling oh. Stones?
1: How do I answer? I, I know what well, it looks like. Well, you can answer it. Just like, answer It's a mouth with a tongue. Is that what it is? Yes? Oh, yes! yes.
3: The yes! poor guy with syrup. Oh, and I was man. so close. Dude, he was so close. I was close. so close. All right. Did he hang up? I mean, he probably should. All right, so now it's down, We're down to four callers, uh, and we've got three questions left, so we can slowly eliminate these people. What legendary pop artist, famously known for Campbell Soup paintings, designed the cover
1: of the Rolling Stones album "Sticky oh. Fingers"? I'm going to know this guy's name as soon as I hear it, but I, I am not going to come up with it. Oh. I, I don't know. Uh, name the, an artist. I, I can't. Name I a got, painter. I got nothing. I Van Gogh. I got nothing for you. I was just going to say Van Gogh. What, who is it? Andy Warhol. Oh, yes. Oh. All right.
3: So we've eliminated uh, four <laughs> and zero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is the last name of a drummer for the Rolling Stones? Uh. He shares his name with uh. a pluralized unit of power often seen on light bulbs. What? I'm gonna give it yeah, to you him. Yeah, you gotta give it to him. You gotta give it to him. What? All right, two with an S? Yes, yes. alright. Yes. So,
2: hey. so currently
3: currently we are caller number Hold four on. and the caller guy with number one five. has issued a
2: protest. <laughs> <laughs> and he is now protesting to the stadium management. He did not say what, he said what? <laughs> it was close enough. I'll give you the tiebreaker.
3: Alright, final question, and if you get this wrong, I'm gonna throttle you. What country do the Rolling Stones oh, originally hail on. from? Come on! Oh my gosh! Oh, England. All right. Let me. <laughs> what? Well, this is the all-time upset. Whoever had three? Who's this? Yeah. Person? All right. Well, three caller on line five. I'm going to pull wow. you off hold, and I'm going to turn off my microphone. So Tyler, talk about the NBA draft. That was awesome. That was awesome. Three. I did I'm, not know they were from England.
2: I think that was the one you guessed at. The mouth with the tongue. Uh, yes, I knew that one. And, I, well, and had he not given you electricity, electricity, there's no way you're getting watts. No, watt. oh, <laughs> there no, there no, had no, no. chance no, on no. that. No, no.
1: The, the clue within the question <laughs> yes. is the only reason I got watts. <laughs> no chance I was getting that if it wasn't. Uh, what was the guitarist's name? Keith Richards. No chance. No, there no chances. I don't know about. who that is. All Uh-oh. I know is Mick Jagger and yeah. that they're in their 70s. Um, they're in their se- both 70s And there's a magazine. If he had asked me oh, yeah. what, what type of media outlet is there that by that name, I would have gotten The difference it a in that is no S on the magazine. All right, cool. Is, know, wait, wait, wait. Is the magazine Rolling related Stones. to the band? On, uh... No, but the band is
2: Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones, the magazine's Rolling Stones. They're unrelated. Yeah. There's no relation between the
1: two. Who I came mean, they've first? written about him a lot. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know the yeah. publisher. Who already. came first? It had to who be the man? band. Who stole the name from who? You're telling me there was a popular band? Well, there's no S on the end, right? You're telling me there was a popular band called Rolling yeah. Stones, and someone came along with like a music and pop culture magazine yeah. and just called it the Rolling Stone?
2: Let me see. Rolling Stone. I'll tell you what. It has to, the band's obviously older, but I'm going to tell you when the what? Uh, what? when the Rolling Stone magazine right. came out. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh! Well, yeah, it was founded in San Francisco in 1967 by Jan Winner and music critic Ralph Gleason. So, yeah, um, in the beginning, let's see, it was known for its co- it's known for its, uh, coverage of rock music and for reporting by Hunter S. Thompson. In the 90s, the magazine broadened and shifted
1: its focus to a younger readership. So, so you're telling me there was a band, a popular band called the Rolling Stones, yes. and somebody came along and said, I'm going to cover music with a magazine and name it the Rolling Stone? Yes. What the hell is that? And it was it was
2: debuted one year after the the uh, um,
3: question you
1: missed. Yeah, their so whatever
3: number one hit.
1: What it, the hell is that? Well, come it, up with it's a different also, name, dude.
3: One of the funnier things about it is didn't didn't Bob Dylan have a song called "Like a Rolling Stone"? Yes, and yes. didn't it come out way before they? The, the
2: most important part about all this is Hunter S. Thompson wrote for Rolling Stone. <laughs> That's pretty. Oh.
3: That's pretty good. What was the uh, there was some book of his that I had to read about 10 times.
2: Yes, me too.
3: Uh there was And
2: I don't know if you were sober or anything when you're reading it because it's all, it makes it all the better when you're not reading him.
3: I well what was funny is I we had to do like a proper like journalist like you have to like dive down into like how he filed his stories and stuff like that. And the poor like apparently there were like Poor women at Rolling Stone who would like get phone calls from him and be like, all oh. right, I think because they would send him to go cover campaign yeah. trails and Can they would just be like, imagine that guy calling him? And They would just be like, OK, I, I guess he's yeah. saying this. <laughs> and they would just basically write the story for him because he would just oh. like call them and ramble for 25 Can minutes. I only imagine
2: getting the calls from that guy. Yeah, So Bob Dylan had a song like a Rolling Stone. Yeah, Uh, I guess there's like this is not like when I got the copyright to boom goes to dynamite because it appears anyone can use this Rolling Stone uh,
1: uh, name and and get away with it. So from the wonderful Doug uh, and the band, the Rolling Stones, founded in 62, named themselves after the song Rolling Stone, written, recorded by Muddy Waters in 1950. Oh, Muddy Waters. Uh, Rolling Stone magazine started out as an independent magazine meant for the hippie culture of the time in the 60s.
2: So Doug what you're telling Doug knows me is his stuff.
1: He's written books on it. Is between 1950 and like 1965, everybody just was stuck on Rolling Stones. 1950, they no moss. Muddy Waters wrote the song "Like a Rolling Stone" in 1950.
2: That's why we need Doug. Uh, we wouldn't have known it. Well, we wouldn't have had any um, idea. Can you imagine if we did trivia on this with Doug? Caller number 67. Yeah, wait, you are the right answer because he he's, he's answered 66
1: yeah. straight questions. All right, coming up next, Jessica Kleinschmidt joins the show. Maybe. And Ramon hits it down the left field line. Fair in the corner. That'll score two. It rattles off the wall. Scoring is Marte. Behind him, Olsen scores. And pulling up at second with a double is Lariano. And now it's a big inning, and the A's take a 3 nothing lead.
0: You're sitting in the press box with Granny and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler.
1: Joining us now is Jessica Kleinschmidt from NBC Sports Bay Area. Jessica, how are you this morning? Hey, Jessica. I'm
4: good. Hi, guys. How are you guys doing?
1: So what do you make of Max Scherzer almost being a padre and now apparently he's going to be a Dodger instead?
4: Um, it's interesting, but um, these things have happened before. I think we knew it was going to be down to you know these two teams, especially because not just they're the big teams, but they're the West Coast teams. And Scherzer made it clear that's where he wanted to go. But at the end of the day, you know, this is a business, and these guys are going to want what they want, and the teams are going to want what they want. So, and we've seen some of these, you know, the Dodgers and, and Padres have made it possible to make some of these transactions go through. So, I mean, it's. Just goes to show how crazy the, the deadline is. You guys have to remember, some of these stuff, these deals can be done technically after the deadline. Um, I mean, the deal has to be done before. They have to have like all the paperwork and, and agreements before, so certain things could could come to fruition fully after that actual 1 p.m. Pacific time deadline. Yep. Interesting.
2: We were talking earlier. Do you have a problem? Let's say, you know, because people say, oh, the Dodgers, uh, there they go again, giving up. They gave up their first and second prospect, I guess, when it's officially announced. But, like, my contention was they're one of the teams that can do that because in the offseason, they'll just go pay for someone. Like, it's not like a mid market team that says, we can't give up those kind of prospects. It seems like the Dodgers and the Yankees and those type of teams, like, well, yeah, we like these guys, but if we have to in the offseason, we'll just go get someone pay for them.
4: Um, yes and no. I mean, that's why the competitive bonus bid is out there. Um, but. You also have to remember these these teams, they do that for for that reason. And at the end of the day, that kind of, I feel like it's important. You need, you need the teams that are going to pay, pay the money. And, you know, covering the A's, majority of my career, I understand that that's not always going to be the case. But you also have to kind of admire what some of these people are doing. Like, I think about the Giants a lot. And, yeah, they've, they've always had money. But, you know, Farhan Zaidi said at the beginning, you know, you have to pay attention to these younger guys because they're going to make an impact and that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to make an impact on the organization, but they're going to be an impact and do some of these trades. So, I mean, that's just, that's just the game. And, you know, other teams find different ways to make things work. And it just kind of is what it is.
1: Um, How well did the Nationals do here of making the Padres and Dodgers bid against each other yesterday?
4: Oh, it was brilliantly done. I think it was kind of like the Nationals, are going to kind of go down to the nubs, if you will. And, yeah, you want to call a rebuild, that's totally fine. Um, and I, you know, I heard about that. I, when when the Scherzer deal started happening, what I was hearing was, you know, basically don't get your hopes up type of a deal. If you have Ken Rosenbaum saying, you know, it's breaking news, like, you know, he got a pretty intense source. But the Padres are always interesting, and, and especially in later and late uh, more recent times, because, you know, up until um, they weren't going out and, and trying to make some of these moves happen, but I thought it was brilliantly done. I absolutely love, love, love the LV trade deadline. It's like the World Series for me jacked up, and I, I love how some of that stuff gets done because it kind of brings more attention to, to baseball because people don't think that these things are happening. We're used to the Loge Bombs, right? We're used to the Schefter Bombs. And we actually kind of get those sometimes in baseball. So I'm glad that those happens and more people
2: find it exciting. It's Friday, which means it's only the uh, the only day of the week Dave Cobble hasn't been in Las Vegas. We don't know. We think he might be in Portland or Nashville. Oh, but
4: he, uh, I was say, Is he not there? Yeah. <laughs> good. Okay.
2: He probably is somewhere. We just haven't found him. So Libby Schaaf comes out and says, quote, I'm excited that we're going to resume talks with the A's. The lawyers are starting to draft a final agreement. We had a question earlier that maybe you can answer for us when we see that. Does that mean she's drafting a final agreement for the city council or the A's to approve? Because we watched the first vote and it appeared there were a couple of people on there like, look, we're not voting for this. So do you think she's gone back to the council or is this she's actually dealing with the A's, you think?
4: Um, you know, I can't speculate only because some, this whole thing is kind of very fluid. But I would assume that means this, this vote is basically saying that the A's continue to do negotiations. Mm -hmm. There's nothing she really has say over when it comes to the A's, right? Right. And I know she's definitely on the A's side. I can confidently say that. I know her and Cavill have a really, really good relationship. But she's also the mayor of Oakland, and she's in charge of the city council. So um, I think it could be a situation where they're trying to update that original term sheet to hopefully make the A's happy Um, and but also take care of the city council. Um, that, that's what my assumptions would lead me to, to think.
1: What have you gauged from the fan base there as Dave Cavill has flirted with Las Vegas over the last month or so?
4: Um, I will say, because I, I, I listened to most of, of the actual hearing, the fans really, really do not want the A's to leave Oakland, and neither do the casual people who may not care about baseball. I can... I was actually very impressed. A lot of people who were very upfront saying like, I don't really care about baseball. This is more than that, but it really does beautiful things for the community. And even the council members, um, you could tell as frustrated as they were with the actual process, they don't want the ace to leave Oakland too, because when that happens, there are no professional, you know, major league teams left. Um, And I, I don't, I don't sense a lot of annoyance when it comes to that perspective. I get they, they want more community involvement. And I know there was quite a bit of frustration, but I do know the overall thought. Nobody's saying, I don't want the A's in O's anymore, ship them off to Vegas. No, I don't believe one fan said that. I remember they let, you know, an hour and a half, two hours worth of the public make comments. I didn't hear anything of that nature. So there's at least that, but I will say when I was at the actual stadium itself, when this boat came on, there was no sense of even urgency or bringing it up. It was kind of bizarre. Um, we talked to Melvin just before, and of course this guy's Bob Melvin, the A's manager is a Bay area native and he grew up watching A's games and he would love to stay in Oakland, but he also understands that it is a business. And most of them, the players are thinking, you know, Let's just play wherever they want us to play, and that day fans weren't. You can just like, get a sense when some big news like this like, hits the fans, and I didn't get a sense of urgency with that. And I think that means that that shows there's not much that they know that they have control over. So it's a very it was a very eerie feeling that you don't hear you didn't hear the fans kind of going crazy with all of it. And I think that's because what can they do at that point, you know? So that was kind of interesting of a dynamic.
2: Well, they might have been asleep during public comment uh, because that thing (laughs) lasted for nine hours uh, once you got past the public comment. Do you think, you know, and and there's kind of this sense down here, um, would I say, would you be surprised if Manfred and baseball, and I know they have some power in all these things or some suggestions, has even more so in this sense. There's there's a side of the narrative that says baseball will dictate this more than the A's, and they want the A's in Las Vegas.
4: You know, I— and this is not I don't know any of this information, but I, I kind of understand where Manfred would be coming from because he, he even said like Vegas would be a very viable option for the A's um, and think about it they had you know I was covering the Raiders and they moved to Vegas and I will say as mad as fans were, the transition was pretty seamless, all things considered and I think he noticed that and you know we he really is an advocate for bringing sports betting into the game because, Baseball is the one sport where we're kind of trying everything to get people to pay attention to, um, and and I I understand that mindset big time, you know. And being raised in Reno, I couldn't give two craps about sports gambling, but I definitely know how <laughs> imperative it is to the success of sports um, and all of that. And and you know, just being somebody who's not used to having all these sports in that area, it's interesting and. I mean, I, I I don't know, but um, you think of the other suggestions. I think that you know they mentioned Portland and Nashville, and I think somewhere in South Carolina, once was trying or North Carolina, one of the Carolinas is trying. Um, so I think that was a viable option. And you know, Manfred said from the beginning he he wanted a team. He, I don't know if he casually mentioned he wanted a team in Vegas, but it, that's kind of been the situation from the beginning of his you know, start and even before he was the commissioner. So that stuff doesn't shock me. It was more or less the fact that um, how unsuccessful some of the stuff around Oakland is, whether it's bringing fans and everything like that. Like, if there's this urgency of trying to be shipped off, why aren't fans showing up? That part kind of bothers me a little bit.
1: Are the A's done or do you think they make another move before the trade deadline?
4: You know, I. That's a great question, and I. I'm very torn. I think that they want to bring in another bullpen piece, but there's a lot of weight that that is not only on Max Scherzer right now, but the, I feel like the Padres are still going to go after Jose Brios, and even trying to work on a deal for him for quite a while, from what I'm what I've been told. But then that kind of that momentum shifted when Max Scherzer was on the Padres for a seconds, so um, it was. And then I think they're gonna bring in a bullpen piece. And so I I think that the A's are gonna get a bullpen piece probably at the very, very, very last minute. And if not, that's kind of okay because I mean I'm not it's a very small sample size, but Starling Marte kind of blended in perfectly. And um, but it would be probably in their best interest to bring one more bullpen piece on because you know, they might have to money ball and kind of create something to cover up for the exit of Liam Hendricks. So Maybe a bullpen piece, if, if any moves
1: at all. Well, she is Jessica Klein Schmidt, host of All A's catcher on NBC Sports Bay Area. Jessica, we appreciate it. Thank you, morning. Jessica.
4: Thanks, guys.
1: Appreciate it. Oh man, I
2: guess now it becomes more with the Schaff uh, comment. Like this stuff even gets more fascinating. I'd love yeah. to know what she meant.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Because- You're still of the opinion they stay. In Oakland. Yes, I, I do. Because I be a they've dollar got $495 million offer to stay in lie. Oakland. And I don't think they're getting anywhere close to that here. And I don't think at the end of the day as an organization, you can turn down $495 million in public money when you get maybe $100 million here. I don't think you can do that. I I think that would be a dumb business decision for them to do that. So yeah, I think they stay unless... Henderson finds a way to say hey we got 500 million then yeah they'll probably come.
3: So this is a team though that also has like it's not out of like character for them to move. Right? Like they they were the Philadelphia A's, they were the Kansas City, Kansas A's. City A's and no, then I mean, they, they, were they were the Oakland A's like but it's not they, like
1: anybody that's with the organization now was oh let's move them out of Philadelphia. Okay, but I'm saying it's like, not like the Raiders where Al Davis moved them like 700 times. And his son is the owner now. When were they in Philadelphia? 1954. Like, that, that's it. There are it.
3: people alive that literally. Yes, uh, there are
1: people alive. There is like, a
3: guitarist for the Rolling Stones that was alive.
1: <laughs> they have not moved since 1968. The Raiders had moved, what, like five times since 1968? Three years. After the Rolling Stones had their number one, oh, three. three All right, coming up next, our By sharp the way, is congratulations rolling. To Ron. Oh yeah, yeah. Ron's the one go, that Ron. won the Rolling Stones tickets. Go, Good job, Ron. Even though I did all the work for you, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, coming up next, our sharp is rolling. Oh, he's on fire. Belgium women's basketball came through for him.
0: Do you want to schedule a parent-teacher conference after hearing Granny's grades? Call the Press Box voicemail and let us know. 702-720-4678 and let us know who deserves a higher grade. It's time to Find the Sharp, brought to you by PropSwap, where smart sports bettors buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com today and find the very best odds.
1: Steven is back. Ed, you're going to love Steven. You've missed the last three days. But Steven's gotten four in a row. His last three picks, he picked Brandon Nakashimi to win a random tennis match in Atlanta. He picked uh, CFR Kroos, a soccer team playing in a Champions League qualification game in July. And yesterday, he picked the Belgium women's basketball team to beat Puerto Rico. He's got four in a row. He's going for five. Are we going with
2: synchronized diving right now?
1: We're giving away an Antonio Brown jersey if he gets to nine. Nine is the number. But actually, Stephen, if you get this one right over the weekend, we're going to give you a deal or no deal offer on Monday that you might be able to win something on Monday. So where do you want to go? You can literally pick anything from the weekend if you would like.
5: Well, I'm super excited about what's going on with the Dodgers right now. This news has got me just on cloud nine. And I think that minus 180 against Arizona is way undervalued. But I'm still going to go with French basketball and U.S. Men's Olympics at minus (laughs) (laughs) 10,000. And I'm wondering, can I parlay tomorrow to U.S. basketball at minus 6,000 against the Czech Republic?
2: Right. No, I'll do not this parlay. Lot. This is where people get in trouble. Just take your win and and compile your numbers. Everyone always gets in trouble with these parlays. Now, I like your pick. I would have also gone with diving anything, including China. You should just <laughs> put that out there. It doesn't <laughs> even really
1: matter. who's diving. Just say diving slash China, and you'd advance. Okay, so which, so which one do you want? Do you want France playing?
5: Well, they're minus 10,000. I can't pass on that. It's pretty good.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, you could take France or, if you wanted, the U.S. You can take either one. I listen. I we're we're in agreement. We'll let him do the parlay. No, he can I, do it, I just wouldn't. I okay. just, if you want to do the parlay, we will let you do France and the US, but if either one of them loses, over. you're out and we don't talk to you on Monday.
5: If I can't win on minus ten thousand and minus six thousand, I deserve to be spoken to on Monday.
1: Okay. All but right. If if he gets both of them, he's up to six. Yeah. So this counts as two. All right. We're yeah. all right. So France is playing. We uh, played guitar. They're Gutter. Ran. Are, Gutter? France is Making playing Iran the rules oh. as
3: we go along.
1: France is playing Iran, the US is playing the Czechs, so he's got a really good shot to be up to six. So I mean, technically
5: you only get a mulligan too. Hasn't everyone gotten a mulligan at this point?
1: Not since we've no, been doing the Antonio no. Brown jersey. Nobody's getting oh, no. we, we only did the Mulligans pre Antonio Brown jersey. We, we should have known eventually the Brown jersey would go with the Olympics because every day their <laughs> team
2: seems to be somewhat of a heavy favorite.
1: Okay, so there you go. If you get if you get both of those, you're up to six, and we'll talk to you again on Monday. Good luck, Steven. Thanks. Have a good weekend, guys. We'll be talking to him on
3: Monday. <laughs> right. not losing those. Yeah, more than, likely. Uh, more than
1: likely. Imagine the U.S. loses
3: and the then checks. We got to – if he gets to six, how do we give him the deal or no deal? Yeah, just it's do it, it at six. Yeah, just, right. It's fine.
1: Do the deal or well, no but deal Well, But there was going to be
3: a deal or no deal at
1: seven. So. And
3: yeah, if he gets the next one, it
2: will just push right.
1: it back to eight. Yeah, push it one before. He's got to get to nine to win it. So, yeah, push it back to eight if you want. But he'll be way, fine.
2: If he just stays with the Olympics, he'll be fine. That's
1: what you think. And then yeah, the U.S. I, loses to the checks or something. The U.S. has been losing a lot of events they're favored to win. Softball team got uh, I, shut out in the gold medal game.
2: I, I, I would literally every day look up diving, and if China's in any event, you just take them. Oh, I would you, just say China slash diving. They missed
1: out on the China table tennis one because they had both finalists in the women's table tennis <laughs> I'll final. take China, yes, to, I'll win. Take China <laughs> to win
2: table tennis. Would we have to eliminate Steven had he taken the Russian swimmers who appear to have been doping? <laughs>
1: Nope. You I see am that on, scandal? I am on board with cheating as long as they get, as uh, long as they finish in first. Okay. That's fine. I will say this: I'll just put this out there. I'm not naming any countries, but any country in swimming who
2: starts taking shots at others for doping, I wouldn't say a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that
1: we're clean and they're the only ones dope in this sport. Nobody believes that. How dumb is it that it's the, that they can't be Russia in swimming? No, they have to be the Russian Olympic Committee. Oh,
2: yeah, the Russian. Well, I think that's just they want more athletes. So it's like we're going to – anyone in the region, come on, let's go.
1: It's because they don't want to punish, like, the swimmers or the divers because the weightlifters were doping. But the punishment is, well, Russia's not technically at the Olympics when it's like we know Russia's at the Olympics. Like we're not dumb.